0: I think it's so funny when you have Southerners trying to do a snowball fight because, you know, it's just like everyone's just pulling, like, oh, I think I have that one scarf for that beanie and nothing matches and is coordinated. And I remember trying to put, I don't even even think I had boots. So, you know, you're like trying to figure out what shoes to wear. And um, I think the snowball fight was very short lived.
1: The subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories Podcast. And in today's memories, we're buying some bread and milk, strapping on our snowshoes, and getting ready to weather the storm. Because today's episode is about one of the wildest winter events in recent memory, the snowpocalypse. Or snowmageddon, depending on who you ask. People who've lived around here for a while know that the only thing you can really predict about Alabama weather is that it's unpredictable. And that has never been truer than on January 28, 2014, when the whole state was pretty much brought to a standstill by a couple of inches of snow. The stories and pictures are incredible. Roads completely frozen over. Cars left abandoned on the highway because they can't run on the ice. Employees sleeping in their offices because they can't get home. Restaurants and churches opening up their doors so people can have their basic needs met. It was absolute insanity, and UAB felt it as much as anybody else, mostly because the storm caught the whole university by surprise. Inconsistent weather reports meant that classes weren't canceled yet, and the show had to go on, which put people like Maggie Tucker in a tough spot.
2: The only reason I got stuck in that crap is because my um, speech TAs, sent out an email that morning saying if you don't come to class I think we're supposed to do speeches that day if you don't come to class then you're getting a zero there won't be a makeup blah 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 regardless of the weather and I'm like there's snow on the ground what are you talking about it's like 8 9 o'clock and I'm like whatever fine me and my little car are gonna put put along and try to make it And so, okay, so I get to campus. Mind you, it takes me a minute to get to campus. I'm like, I live off Oxmoor Road, so I'm like, do I take the interstate or do I take Green Springs? Which do I do? So we go interstate. So I get to campus and I get to the UBOB parking lot and it's almost full at this point. So I like go to the top, whatever. And then y'all, I swear, as soon as I parked and got out of my car, I get a notification that they are canceling classes because the freaking interstate is shut down. So I get back in my car. It takes, me one, it takes me two hours to get out of that parking deck. One. And I'm like, I don't know why it hasn't dawned on me at this point. You know people on campus. You have friends that stay in dorms. You know people in Glen Iris. Why don't we just, you know, crash at someone's house? I don't know.
1: Like a lot of people on campus that day, Maggie had to make a decision. She chose to venture out into the great cold unknown. And we'll get to how that went later but many UAB employees like Kim Wellborn knew that home was too far away to try and make it. So for that night, they made their office their home and their kitchen, it turns out.
3: Well, I chose to stay in the office because I still, like Dr. Watts, thought I was going to make it home. Uh, and I thought, well, let everybody wreck and get off the side of the roads and then I'll just have a straight shot home because I've done that on numerous occasions throughout the years here at UAB. But that didn't occur this time. I We have nice couches in our office, so I had a nice couch, and we had the whole 10th floor. Half of the people stayed, so we were robbing everybody's refrigerator. And all the the vending machines were completely empty. Uh, We were able to get out and walk to the fish market, and they were open. And that's one thing, too, about the area around the university. I know Nukes made like over 400 sandwiches for the doctors and nurses who were having to stay for days. Um, So we didn't eat there. Uh, We didn't want to take their food. I didn't want to eat in the hospital because I knew there would be patients, and so we didn't go there, but the fish market was open and um, we were able to eat there. But then again, you uh, were robbing refrigerators (laughs) on the floor. But I thought I would rather stay here where it was warm and dry. I had my computer. I had the television. I had, you know, all the comforts of home.
1: UAB Graduate School Dean Lori McMahon found herself in a similar situation that day. She and her colleagues could see that snow was starting to fall. But just like a lot of other people, they thought, eh, probably not that big of a deal.
4: I was in a meeting in the Sparks building uh, with about eight people, some students, some faculty. And we noticed, we were looking outside the window, that flakes were coming down. And um, our phone started buzzing and to alert us that the campus was closing at 2 p.m. and we were laughing. We're like, oh, here we go again. We're gonna close early, nothing's going to happen. We looked out the window, the snow was melting on the street. Um, but we, we uh, ended our meeting and we scattered back to our offices by the time I got back to my office. In about 15 minutes, things had changed dramatically. And there was bumper to bumper traffic on University Boulevard. My laboratory is on the ninth floor of the McCallum building. And so we, everyone in my lab, we were up on chairs looking out our, our windows. The windows are slanted, so we couldn't see. So we were up on the uh, on the ledge looking out. And we could see this bumper to bumper traffic. And then the phone started ringing and saying, you know, the 65 was, um, was in a traffic jam and there was no way to get down University Boulevard. We could see and hear cars sliding into one another. So I decided that um, I wasn't gonna try to get home. Luckily, my oldest son was a senior here at UAB and had an apartment off campus. So I called Patrick. And I alerted him that his mom was going to sleep on the couch (laughs) uh, in his apartment with his three roommates. (laughs) So um, I walked across campus, he met me halfway, and I had a terrific night staying in my son's apartment with his three roommates. And they thought it was kind of cool that Patrick's mom was a faculty member and was staying uh, in, in their apartment. So we stayed up late, we played games. That's when they helped me with my first Facebook page. So I got set oh, up wonderful. on Facebook. Um, my, my youngest son was able to walk home from high school. So our, clo- our house was close enough and he brought several of his friends who couldn't get home so they stayed at our house, so all these high school, I think they were sophomores at the time. And needless to say, they used um, dishwashing detergent in the dishwasher, uh, not Cascade, but Dawn. They put Dawn in the dishwasher, and the kitchen flooded while I was gone.
1: Stranded at work with no easy way to get home, or even no way to get home at all, people found themselves in situations that they would never thought they'd be in. And one of the hardest parts of that was they had to find a way to entertain themselves for, like, a long time. And for people who were students at that time, like Sarah Wachowski, this was one of the most memorable parts of the whole ordeal.
0: We were we're working in Heritage Hall, and I remember being on the third floor and seeing the flurries start to come down. and But all the news people and everything we were hearing were like, oh, it's not going to be that bad. Um And then I remember looking out of the window and just starting to see almost it was like slow still frames stacked on top of each other. Just these cars begin to just pile and pile and pile and no one was moving. And I remember looking out and seeing the same car and in a period of 45 minutes it had only moved one car length and was just like, oh, goodness, I don't know what this is going to mean. But the snow still at that time wasn't anything crazy. I remember um, I think it was you – me and brent we ended up watching episodes from the office um yeah we had an office marathon we just like sat on the couch and we were just watching episode after episode and then we walked back and it was just this kind of like weird like people are it it was just this slow building of like chaos almost of like it's like where are we supposed to go and i remember at the time we had our house and had a a decent backyard that would have been covered in snow. And I remember we built um, this makeshift fire out of um, leftover hungry Howie's boxes. Um, and I'm still not quite sure. Sh- I guess maybe the grease helped it burn somehow. Um, but I just remember, and I still have that picture um, in my head that I can see so clearly. And so I'm, I think we may, we did like a makeshift dinner of the leftovers that were in the fridge at that point in time. And um, and then like, um, good college kids, we built a blanket fort. And, uh, I mean, Chelsea had all sorts of quilts and chairs and it was just so fun. And so we basically just turned the living room into, um, a campground with a blanket fort. And, um, and then we all piled, I think it was just the six of us or the five of us at that time. And we just, um, sat underneath there and it was just this surreal thing of like, it was almost though in that moment that We had it so good in that moment that we didn't really realize that people outside, like, were having some of the worst days ever. You know, they were stranded on the side of the road. They were sleeping in their cars. They were having to stay at Walmarts. And it was just that, like, weird moment of, like, this is, like, so fun. Like, it could have just been a normal, you know, Tuesday night. Um, It was just so peaceful and easy and normal and safe feeling. Um, It was, it's definitely one of my most treasured memories.
1: Tucked up in her house under their epic blanket fort, Sarah realized that she and her friends had definitely wound up on the easier end of the snowpocalypse spectrum. In a roundabout way, Snowmageddon had turned into one of her best experiences at UAB. But like she said, not everyone had been so lucky. Which brings us back to Mackie Tucker, who had a day-long sojourn ahead of her to try and make it the whole four miles back to her house.
2: So, I start on Green Springs, and there's people spitting out. There's people, like, trying, like... It's mass chaos. It is snowpocalypse. So I'm like just chilling in my car. We're not moving. Still, don't think to turn around. Don't think to stay on campus. I just want to get home to the pups who were, by the way, not alone. Had a roommate at home with the pups. They were taken care of. I'm in my car. Y'all, I was in my car for five hours. Almost six hours. Five hours. Didn't make it. Oh, didn't make it two miles and i'm like i'm i'm i've seen too many people crash into too many people whatever we're going to park at george ward and we're going to walk home again i lived off oxmoor road so that's a little over 3 miles i'm like sure i got it we have a limited amount of of daylight we're going to go for it so i get out i'm in yoga pants a t-shirt i have like one coat a scarf and some boots luckily i had gloves and like whatever Totally un- underprepared for fine. snow, ice, and 10-degree weather. So I set out on foot, scared to death. I'm, like, updating my mom the whole time and, like, calling friends. And I'm like, you know what? If I don't make it, I'll love you because it was cold. Um. Anyways, so I get to my street. This is the best part. I haven't slipped on the ice, haven't fallen on the ice. I'm cold. I can't feel anything. My phone hasn't died yet. So I get to my street. And there is a gas station to my right. And I'm like, okay, well, I tried to stay on grass most of the time so I wouldn't bust it. But the grass was running out and I had to cross the street. You bust it. Literally 100 yards from my house, bust it just feet come out from under me and i just fall flat did you not just so bad that somebody comes out of the gas station that they have shut down and goes ma'am are you okay and i'm like i'm just trying to get home so finally get home (laughs) it's nice and warm my roommate's cozy with my pups and i'm like whatever where have you been so i call (laughs) and then i called my mom and i cried (laughs)
1: Maggie's is not the only horror story from the apocalypse. Almost everyone living here around the time was affected in some way, and has a friend that had to sleep in their office, or a classmate that had to get rescued from their car, or something like that. There have been other big winter events in and around Birmingham, but for better or for worse, everyone around UAB remembers exactly where they were during Snowmageddon. And regardless of where they ended up, it probably made for a pretty good story later on. I'm Will Shingleton. And today's memories are about riding out the storm.